I know the show looks a little bit different tonight. Uh, I am obviously not Logan. I am Sam Shady from the Shady Sports Network. I am joining you in place of Logan because he's feeling a little under the weather this week. Uh, but he, I was very lucky to uh, have his trust to come on and step in for him uh, this week. So we've got two very special guests tonight. Uh, we've got defensive coordinator and linebackers coach Jason Check, And then we've also got Taikilo Moore, the defensive lineman. And uh, he'll be playing a little bit of offense this year as well. So definitely excited to have both these guys on. And we're going to go ahead and bring on Coach Sheck first, and then we'll bring on Co- uh, Mr. Moore after that. Coach, how you doing tonight? Doing well, Sam. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Super excited again, you know, to speak with you and uh, Tequila tonight. Um, very excited to learn a little bit more about your guys' backgrounds and what brings you to uh, Southwest Kansas this year. Absolutely. We appreciate it. Appreciate everything you do to help us promote um, not just Southwest Kansas, um, but but also just football in general with everything that you do as well. Well, hey, I really appreciate that. It means a lot coming from from men like you that uh, that you know feel the need to say that stuff. I really don't think I've done anything of note, to be quite honest. Uh, I'm I'm very lucky to be put in a position to connect with great people like you guys, and I'm just looking to uh, ride this wave as far as I can take it. Don't we all? better term but uh so i wanted to start off with uh something that i feel like is probably obvious to a lot of people that have watched this show before but was not to me but are you originally from kansas i absolutely am i'm from a small town um in north central kansas um near near the town of hayes very nice so i have to ask uh when and when did you first develop your love for football well um, it was in high school. Well, junior high through high school. Um, I, I have to admit, I was an undersized kid my entire um, football career. And and I was one of those individuals who was always told I was too small. Um, I was too small for this. I was too small for that. And and honestly, it just kind of it it drove me um, and it it lit a fire inside of me that made me literally want to prove all of those people wrong at some point in my career. Um, I ended up developing into a pretty solid high school football player, um, ended up getting the opportunity to play college ball at Hutchison Community College. Um, and then um, for one semester, I, I transferred back to Fort Hayes before I decided to just focus on my studies and graduate with my bachelor's um, at that point. But um, that had already kind of instilled the, the coaching aspects. Um, I tell people in education world, which is where I'm at now, that I, I, I took a way different path to, to, to the education side of things than, than most people. I, I didn't grow up wanting to be an educator or wanting to be a teacher or wanting to be um, that. What, what really happened was I got to be my, a senior in college and um, my advisor pulled me in and asked me what I was going to do my master's thesis in. And I looked at him and said, what master's thesis? Um, I, I was done with school at that point. Um, I, I had a bi- biology degree. I was graduating with a, with a biology degree. Um, so we looked at other options. And the first thing he asked me was, well, what other interests do you have? And I thought about it for about five seconds and said, well, I'd really like to coach. Um, and so I stayed an extra semester, got 15 credit hours of education courses. Um, so I could have a minor in education. Um, but even then I'll be honest, um, I still wasn't planning on going straight to a classroom. 
Um, I, I was really planning on trying to work my way through the college football ranks. I actually went back to Hutchison Community College. Um, I was a um, GA, I guess you would call it, there for two years. Um, my wife and I had gotten married right out of college. Um, we were basically able to make ends meet at that point in time. Um, and then oh, about a year and a half into that adventure, um, we found out we were having our first child and we were going to have to have to do something different potentially to be able to pay the bills. And that's when I kind of got into the the high school coaching ranks and um, have been doing it ever since, man. Um, it's been been a, a great ride. I've been blessed to be around a lot of other great coaches in my career, um, similar to what you stated earlier. Um, that's kind of how this whole thing ended up um, with, with the storm. Um, I got to know Coach Thomas when I was the defensive coordinator here in Dodge City um, for Dodge City High School, and he was the head football coach at the community college. Uh, he and I developed a relationship. I ended up moving up into an administrative position and the very same year, unfortunately for me, there was a new rule made in the district that administrators were no longer going to be allowed to coach athletics. Um, and so at that point in time, um, I, I did have to give up coaching for uh, a brief moment. Um, I had actually at that point in time talked to Coach Thomas about possibly coming across the road and working with him. With, with the junior college just a little bit um, here and there um, that never really panned out. We, we both just kind of got too busy to, to make it happen. But um, from there, I ended up in the CIF for three years. Um, back in the original um, storm days, or, do, or not storm, but Dodge City Law days, um, I was on that staff for three years and um, kind of cut my teeth in the indoor football league and, and really enjoyed um, the way the game's played and the, the atmosphere that um, the game provides. And um, so now we got another opportunity to come back in a brand new adventure with a brand new logo and a brand new league and, and see what we can do. Absolutely. What an exciting change it's been. I mean, uh, let's go ahead and start right there. I mean, you actually got to coach in the CIF prior to this. Uh, so what do you make of this this change from the CIF to the AFL? Yeah, kudos, kudos to those that have um, been involved in developing um, this adventure. Um, obviously, you know, it's not without the the ups and downs and aches and pains and, and trying to figure out what's going to what's going to work the best to make this league sustainable long-term. Um, but again, to, to come together and try to find a way to um, bring all different sorts of communities and teams together into one league um, and, and really promote the game of indoor football and, and arena football throughout the country Um it's going to, I mean, obviously it's going to be um, exciting. It's very exciting. Um, it's it's going to be brand new um, for a lot of us when, when we're traveling to places like Minnesota, Seattle, um, when, when you're used to going down the road to Salina and, and Wichita. Um, so, you know, it's going to, there's going to be some, some unique things that occur that um, we're going to have to work through, I'm sure. And, but, you know, I really think they've developed it from the top, they've they've taken their time to look at different aspects and um, make sure that 
the the league as a whole um, is in a good position starting out and is going to be sustainable long term. So that's that's the one thing that I'm looking forward to, you know, um, after being in the CIF and, and moving into to this league. In fact, I'll be honest, when I first signed up for this gig, it wasn't the AFL. <laughs> it was the CIF. And, and there was a brief moment in time there where I was thinking, "Woo, what did we get ourselves into? But then after things started developing, man, the excitement around it and, and the way the game is going to be played, um, you just, you know, you, you don't always have to like the rules or um, know, you know, know the ins and outs of the rules um, for, for every split second. But um, we, we got to do the best we can with with what we've got. And, you know, that's one of the challenges that I see because my mind is always working. Um, I know Coach Thomas's mind is always working. We're, we're we've got a great coaching staff assembled here and we, we want to come in and we want to do all of these things, but the rules aren't going to allow you to do all of these things um, to a certain extent. So we're going to have to really find, you know, find and develop um, those things that we can be really good at and then get get guys like Taikilo, who you're going to talk to here shortly, um, and, and turn them loose and, and let them do what they do. Absolutely. So. Um, let's talk about something that I, I feel might might be your specialty. Um, if you had to really pick one position, would it be linebacker that is your your kind of your bread and butter? Yeah, you know, it's kind of natural as a defensive coordinator um, within the game to to be the linebacker coach because it's kind of it's kind of that one position that has to be involved in both the down front and the secondary at any given time. So, um, throughout my career, it's just been kind of an easy vision focus. They're they're the guys that are usually the field generals on the field. Um, um, so you know they're usually standing in front of the the guys making the calls and doing that type of stuff. They're usually guys that um, would would run through a, a brick wall for you if you needed them to. Um, and so it's just been really natural. It's the position I played in college. Um, so it's, it's been a natural fit for me, um, to be at the linebacker level. Um, and, but again, as a, as a coordinator throughout my career, um, you, you do what you need to do and you, and you take on whatever needs to be taken on. And sometimes you have a, a great linebacker coach on your staff. Um, and so you don't want to hinder, um, other people's greatness by, being so stubborn that no, I'm the linebackers coach. So I've, I've coached every, um, every position, every level, um, both individually and as a, as a group unit. So I feel comfortable and confident that with the staff we've assembled, um, we're going to be able to put these players in, in good positions, um, well-developed schemes. Um, and then, you know, I, I like to say, we're going to use the kiss method, the, the kiss method, we're going to keep it simple, stupid, and let, let these guys go out there and do what they do and, and what they're going to be paid to do on game day. I mean, the last thing we want to do, especially on the defensive side of the football, is be confused and thinking about things when the ball is being snapped. That That is a killer um, for, a, for a defensive football player is to be trying to think about things when they're reacting um, to the other side of the ball. So um, we want to be, you know, we, we want to be up up tempo. We want to be high motor. We want to be getting after 
people and, and we will coach it that way and we will play it that way. And then, and we, you know, every system recruits players that fit their system. Um, I'll be honest, that was kind of a challenge for a while as we were developing a roster. And as you started helping coach Thomas really, really develop that roster and take a look at different guys, because for one set of rules, you're looking for one type of guys. And for a different set of rules, you're looking for a little bit different um, individual. And so now I think we're, we're in a good spot and, and we're ready to um, hopefully get this thing rolling. But but yeah, back to your point. I mean, linebackers kind of where that that middle ground is, and I know Coach Callahan is a second. I mean, he, he'll he'll be great in the secondary um, as he comes on staff with us. Um, he 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 can. I mean, to his own accord, just give him somebody that's athletic, and he'll he can make him into a DB. And and we're gonna need some of that because you're gonna have wide receivers playing defensive back at times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's definitely going to be a little bit of a challenge. I mean, let's go ahead and talk about that a little bit. I mean, you, you're coaching the linebackers in particular uh, and the defense overall, so you're going to be handling at least at any given moment probably three to five players on the field at any moment that are primarily offensive players. So, I mean, how do you go about teaching a you know a, a primarily uh, running back how to play linebacker when he's he hasn't maybe done it since high school? Yeah, it start. It honestly starts with recruiting and signing the right individuals, um, and that's something that uh, obviously, as you've seen, um, we and Coach Thomas take very seriously. Um, we want um, we want guys that have the skill set, but we also want high character guys that are willing to learn and and that want to go out there and want to be a team player um, and do whatever they can to to do what's best for the team. Um, and that's that's what he and I are about. That's what our coaching staff's about, and that's what this organization is about. And so, that's that's where it starts, from my opinion. Um, and then from there, you know, we just got to be strategic. Um, time in leagues like this is kind of a limiting factor. Um, you know, we 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 being Coach Thomas and I, we both have full time everyday jobs. Um, so we're going to have to be very strategic. We we have some plans in place and some some calendar things where we will make sure that you know we're getting enough individual and team and and group time with the different players to make sure that everybody can can succeed with the different schemes and things that we're going to ask them to do um, coach thomas and i um, meet and discuss kind of run things by each other because we want to be complex enough to be to be able to be successful without being picked apart but we also both know that due to some of the substitution rules and those types of things, we're not going to be able to just do whatever, whenever it, we're going to have to personnel some things and we're going to have to really make sure we're making calls based on the personnel we currently have on the field. So yeah, it, it I mean, it, it's going to be a challenge. It'll be, you know, it'll be like coaching high school football again, to be honest with you. Um, you're going to put your best, you're going to put your best players out there. And, um, some of them are going to be great at one thing and others are going to be great at something else. And as a coach, you have to be good enough to make the calls that, that allow them to be great at what they do when they're out there. So, um, it's not always going to be 100% effective. Sometimes it might not even be pretty. Um, but that's, that, that's why we play these games and that's why we love to compete and, um, can't wait um, to get back out there and 
and see these guys as they as we get into camp and as we start developing and gelling together as a team. I'm very excited to see this come together as well. I mean, uh, quite the roster so far. I'm sure there's much more in store to come for the rest of us that are, are not aware of who's coming. So definitely excited to see the rest of the names. I've got one more question for you before we bring on a player that really exemplifies everything you just talked about in and, you know, really being a team player, a guy who's going to run through a brick wall for you, who's going to do anything the coaching staff asks and do it well at that. Um, my, my last question for you in particular is when you look back at the history of the AFL um, and you look at some of the defensive play callers that have, you know, kind of graced the league, who sticks out to you in particular? And I'll tell you what, um, I, I didn't have a lot of um, insight into the AFL prior to um, in fact, I'll be honest, I didn't have a lot of insight into the indoor football league at all until I became a part of it in um, like 2016 or, or whenever that was. Um, I, like I said, I grew up kind of through the, the high school coaching ranks, some college football here and there. And so I, I, I can't even really tell you um, who, who those top play callers were. Um, you know, ever since we've started looking and recruiting players, we've watched a lot of film from the old AFL. Um, we were, you know, trying to figure out what the rules were for a while by watching the old films. Um, and so there, there's some names that have come up here and there. And I know, you know, some of some of those guys are back in this league. Um, I've heard some of those names mentioned. Um, you, you don't have to know who they were then to know now when you see things released who they are now. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to have the opportunity to um, go out there and um, compete against guys that have made a, a living of coaching in a league like this. Um, and as we we've talked about, I mean, there, there's a storm coming um, and we're, we're looking to put Dodge city, Kansas on the map. I love that. And with that, we're going to go ahead and welcome on Tykilo Moore. Um, let me rearrange this little, camera set up so we get the man of the hour in the, the center there. Um, so Taikilo, really excited to speak with you tonight. Um, I mean, let's just go ahead and jump right into this. You're, you're a little bit of a, a Kansas native yourself, correct? Well, I'm not from Kansas, but I've spent some time there for a while. Yeah. I was going to say, past couple years for sure. At the yeah, very least. yeah, so I'm familiar with what goes on there a little bit. Definitely. So are you excited to, re to be back in Kansas to, to begin your professional career? Most definitely. So, uh, just some of those friends that I've had in junior college, you know, that's still out there, um, even at, you know, schools at Fort Hayes and even I spent some time at K-State as well. So a lot of those people I know are out in Kansas. So I'm excited, you know, just to link back up with some of those people, you know, amending relationships again. Very nice. You recruiting any of your former teammates? Oh, yeah, I'm trying to. So I'm definitely trying to. I got one on the phone, but he a tough one. I'm trying to crack him. <laughs> I don't blame you. I was looking at that Butler roster when you were there, and man, there was there was some talented players there. Uh, obviously, among you as well. But uh, speaking of that, uh, while we're while we got you on the camera here, I figure this would be a good time to go ahead and play some highlights as well, so people can get to see exactly what you're about. Uh, Coach, do you have any questions for Taikilo? Yeah, Taikilo, did you uh, terrorize Coach Thomas when you were? Uh... At Butler, <laughs> I hope I did. You know, <laughs> I, I'll never forget that game we played in uh, 2018, the uh, double overtime win. So that was one of probably one of the most exciting wins of my college career, just because, like, you know, 
the junior college, especially in that uh in that division, you know, everybody always have like a little attention towards each other. So for us to go to double overtime and win the way we did, it was definitely like one of those ones you don't forget about. Yeah. He he usually he and I have a conversation usually when he's trying to get a guy signed and stuff. And um basically that's what he told me. He goes, I remember having a play against him and I want him on my team. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's not a bad way to go about recruiting for sure, especially when you got some personal knowledge on the player. Uh, Logan, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, really excited about having both Coach Check and Tykeelo as part of the team, uh, as am I. I mean, definitely very excited to, uh, like I said, learn from Coach Check and then also see Tykeelo do his thing this year because I'm very excited about what he can do in this league in particular. Um, but Tykeelo, we talked about it a little bit before. You're obviously primarily a defensive lineman. We see you, you know, go ahead and sacking guys, you know, stuffing run, running backs and stuff. Uh, what do you feel or how do you feel about playing offense this season? I mean, it really doesn't bother me. Like, I always had this model that, like, I'm an athlete. Like, I always tell people no matter what I'm doing, like, no matter what we're talking about, I'm an athlete. Like, I can do whatever you want me to do, however you want me to do it. You got to show me how to do it. So then after that, I say everything, I feel like, it just comes natural, you know what I'm saying? Like not to do more or boost, you know, boost me up anything, but you know, I like the, I like that's that's just my mantra. Like I'm an athlete, I'm gonna do what needs to be done whenever I need to be done. I hey, I like that. I like that a lot. In fact, I would say uh, willingness goes a long way. You know, if you're willing to learn, you know, we've got or Southwest Kansas has a really good coaching staff to uh, to go ahead and put you in a position to succeed for sure. sure. I like how you didn't ask him what position he was going to play on offense, Sam. You know, let's go ahead and ask. I mean, what position <laughs> are you trying to play on offense? I mean, if you need me to drop back, throw it eight times, I can't. <laughs> nice. I like it. Well, every defensive lineman I've ever known is a quarterback. <laughs> hey, so wherever I'm needed at, man, I'm, I'll do whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm always been like, that's been a big thing for me, like, I'm a, I'm a team first guy. Like, whatever the team need, you got me. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll sacrifice whatever it is for myself and put team first. Like, that's just always been, like, the way I move around as far as. Sounds good. So you heard it here first. Week one, you're going to see Taikilo Moore in high motion. <laughs> um, Chris says the NC or NJCAA is one of the most talented conferences in the country, hands down. Um. The Jayhawks conference, he says. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. You had kind of a winding career in college. Uh, let's kind of speak on some of your different your different uh, experiences along the way and what led you to all the different stops you had. Yeah, uh, so I started playing football my junior year in high school. Like It was like middle of my junior year. So I was mainly a basketball player my whole life. And my basketball coach is like, look, you know, you're real aggressive on the basketball court, so maybe you should try to go play football, see if you can go at least some of that. So, you know, I've always been like a, a tall, lanky, skinny dude. So I'm like, man, I'm not playing no football. Like, they, that's, that's not my speed. I won't do it. Like, y'all got to force me to do it. So they ended up forcing me to do it. And it actually worked out pretty well. So I started off at White Knoll High School here in uh, Lexington, South Carolina. And then uh, I had the opportunity to go from Butler from there. And then I, I registered in my first year, and then I played the next two years there. Well, actually, so I played my my, my registered freshman year I played, and then I ended up getting uh, recruited by Kansas State. So I had an opportunity to sign a scholarship and go play there. So I stayed up there for a few months. Uh, just it didn't 
really pan out how I wanted to. So I ended up going back to Butler to reopen my recruitment, see how things could go. Um, had a good season. Um, we fell short of our goals, of course, but, you know, it was a good season. And then that led me to Fort Hay State, where I was at for the next two years. Well, next year, really. But um, I ended up getting hurt my first game there, so I didn't never really get to play for real. So, And then COVID happened, and we all know how that went. So I was out of football for, I want to say, two, three years. And then Coach Fury, shout out Coach Fury, Mike Fury uh, at Longstone University, he hit me up, asked me if I wanted to play football again. Like, by this time, I'm already, like, graduated with my undergrad. Like, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't know if I want to get hurt again, go through all that again, like, the process. So then, like, me and my pops, we just, we had a long talk about it, just like, look, this is what you want to do, or, like, do you just want to work? Like, just none of these opportunities come around, like, often, so it's like, you can go go play football or you should go in the work field. Like, that's always going to be there. You got your degree. Like, you can always come back to that. So I'm just like, you know what? I'll go back and play. And then it ended up working out. So I spent my last two my last two years here at Limestone University up in Gaffney, South Carolina. Um, we made the playoffs back-to-back years. Um, uh, we had, I believe, well, I guess I believe, I know we had the greatest turnaround in D2 football history. Oh, uh, we'll see if we can get. Oh, here he is. Okay. Okay. I'm about to say, prior to the last three years, um, well, last two years, say, I think Limestone has only won three games max or four games or something like that in the last eight, seven years, something like that. So we had the opportunity to turn the program around, you know, made the playoffs the last two years. And hopefully, I see my guys win that championship this year. So they coming for the sack. Um, and then hopefully, I get that ring this year. Absolutely. So, Coach, what do you think about having a uh, another Fort Hayes alum on the the staff, or I mean, on the roster? Sorry. Yeah, that was when when I was doing a a little uh, online investigation prior to coming on here today, and that was one of the things that popped up, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's that's kind of needed uh, another Tiger." And then he shows up, and he's in a Fort Hayes State sweatshirt <laughs> on top of it. Um, so yeah, um, like I was saying before we came on the air, I, I'm a Fort Hayes grad myself. Got a biology degree um, from there, and I actually have one of my own children um, attending there and playing golf there right now. So yeah, um, great, great university out there in Western Kansas. As long as you can stay focused on education, right, Tequilo? Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Definitely believe that. Uh, Coach, do you have any more questions for Taikila? I don't currently, um, but I, I just want to, you know, the, the excitement that he just showed when talking about the teammates that he has now moved on from and the joy that he shows for them, hopefully having the opportunity to fulfill their dreams of a, of a national title run tells you a lot about that gentleman sitting right there um, on that screen. And like I said, those are the types of guys that you can build championship programs out of. Um, you you got to have people with good character that care as much about the guy next to them as they do themselves. And that shows right there. So um, can't can't wait to start this thing and get people in camp and actually um, start figuring out, you know, how we're going to run the substitution patterns and figure out the whole rule system and all of that. But 
it's always much more enjoyable as a coach when the guys who come to come to practice every day are as invested and um, are enjoy being there as much as you do. I can only imagine. I can definitely imagine. I mean, uh, just talking to Tequilo off screen uh, this past couple of days, you know, as I asked him to come on here with me tonight and stuff like that, um, you know, just just the brief interactions we had, everything that you said, I'm like, man, this is the type of guy that we we need on this roster that Southwest Kansas needs to turn around. You know, what's kind of happened over the past couple of seasons with a little bit of the, the, the bad records, you know, stuff like that. Not necessarily anything negative around the team, but, you know, bringing in players like this that are dedicated, that want to do anything for the team. Uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. So I'm excited to see what you can do this season. Um, but real quick, I'm curious, what what actually brought you to the Southwest Kansas Storm? Uh, Coach Thomas, like just I know him being a Juco guy. Like I have a real close like. I don't know how to say it, but, like, me and Juco guys, like, I know your struggle, and I know, like, what comes with being a Juco guy. It was, like, him being a coach of a Juco team, obviously it was Dodge City, but it's neither here or there. But um, him knowing what goes with that, I feel like that's what made me close. And, like, him reaching out to me, like, he just always kept it real with me. And I feel like that's one of the one things I value, like, with coaches because, like, we know how, like, some of this, this football stuff can be a business, which it is a business. And – Sometimes, like, it's okay to have those relationships as you're, you're handling business. And Coach Thomas just showed me that from the jump, man. Yeah, I really appreciate him for that. I couldn't echo that sentiment more myself if I tried, to be quite honest. Uh, <laughs> that's one of the things that I, I think is is different about, you know, this season versus last season. And I mean no disrespect to the staff that was here last year or anything like that. Um, I just feel like there's – a little bit more of a family aspect. It definitely feels like coach cares. It definitely feels like all the coaches care for that matter. And I'm very excited to see that play out because uh, like coach said, typically when you have that atmosphere, guys are playing for each other. They're not necessarily playing for themselves and it's going to be uh, what breeds a, a championship atmosphere for sure. So I'm definitely excited to see it. Um, Taikilo, any last thoughts from you uh, before we get out of here tonight? Nah, nothing crazy, but I do like how y'all was saying a storm is coming. Storm is coming. I'm telling y'all. So that's all I got. <laughs> I love it. On that note, thanks you. Thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, I fully intended to have more questions prepared for Taikilo, so I apologize. I'll definitely have to get him back on at some point to uh to do a better, better job at interviewing him. But uh on that note, thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you in the next episode. And Logan should be back by then. So hopefully he'll do a little bit better job than I did tonight. Okay.